another conversation with the brand stylist. I'm Fiona Humberstone, the brand stylist, and I am very excited today to have the wonderful Caroline Harrison from Making Waves Creative. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm so happy you're here. So, Kaz and I go back a really long way. She was the first designer I took on for my print and design company back in 2005. And really quickly made herself a really loyal part of my team and she was my studio manager and absolute right hand woman and when i sold my business kaz moved to the south coast to devon and set up her own design agency making waves creative we thought it would be really good for people to hear from you because you've created a really incredible business you know your work is beautiful you're you're one of the handful of designers that I always recommend my clients go to because I know that you will deliver on brief and you're great to work with and you're reliable but you know I know that if it's the right brief you will absolutely deliver which makes both of us look brilliant of course um you're also and this is something I want to touch on later you're also brilliant at the way you present your work to your clients, the way you kind of create media kits and all those surrounding tools that help you run your business better. And every time I run a workshop on this kind of thing, quite often my presentation will be full of your gorgeous work. (laughs) So I want to talk about that as well. Now, your business, you've been running it, what? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So... I remember us having that conversation and you saying, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I just want to go and work for someone. And yet, pretty quickly, you were fully booked and have been pretty much ever since, haven't you? Yeah, and it's been a roller coaster ride, really. It's, um, it has its ups and down moments, as any business does. But I think um, I was really clear from the outset um, who I wanted to work with and the type of people I wanted to work with and I think that really helped me focus on how to target them um, yeah and and yeah that came through years of experience every little thing I send out every little bit of communication I send out to people um, I've worked really hard at refining uh, so that's what I think you're so good at is, um, you know, you know exactly how you want to manage your clients and how you want them to feel and who you want to work with. And everything you create is geared up for that. Yeah, definitely. From from the moment they send an email or make a phone call right through to the very end. Not that there ever really is an end, to be honest, because it doesn't projects are always ongoing and websites are always being built on um but that whole process throughout I guide them through it it's very much supportive I guess in a way because I understand the enormity of a rebrand or or branding it's a huge thing for anyone to take on and so um I love being part of that process and I love making it as smooth as possible for both of us because we'll get a better result yeah it's interesting you say that because that is what you know, when you were my studio manager, I always felt supported. And that is obviously part of you. And that is what you take through to what you do with your clients now. So for those people that are yet to look at your beautiful work, why don't you tell us 
what what you do what <laughs> oh, what right. making waves specializes in okay so i specialize in branding businesses so i'll work at creating obviously the business logo um but so much more than that so all the character all the personality of the brand that needs to shine through and speak to people in different ways so whether that's um through color or texture or pattern um or brand fonts all those things that subliminally attract the right people i'll create uh for businesses who are mostly rebranding i love working with rebrands as i said earlier i love that elevation that shift in business because it's so important um so quite often my brand projects will naturally turn into website projects as well so um, it's a natural progression as we all know websites are crucial to get right these days um so i love being able to take the branding that I've already created into into a whole new level and yeah. into something even more exciting. You know, it's not just about whacking pattern or texture in the background and saying that you've, you know, you've used the brand style. It's about so much more than that and communicating everything you've worked so hard on in the beginning in a in a whole other way um, that's a truly enjoyable experience. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so one of the things I noticed with your websites is that they're really commercially viable as well as looking beautiful. So I can always count on you to kind of develop the brand out more and build more personality. But I also noticed that you've thought about how that person's going to travel around the site. Yes, definitely. That's crucial. And especially when you're you know, when so many people are on their phones these days as well, I mean, that it's crucial that the customer navigation is bang on point. Um, and I love that. A lot of designers are actually sometimes daunted, not that I'm pigeonholing designers, but a lot of them are daunted by a blank page when they come to design a website. But actually, I utterly love it because that I've got, the, the boundaries are limitless. You know, I can do whatever I want within that space. And, and every time I try and create something utterly different that, that's going to give the site longevity and give the brand longevity. Mm. So how have you kept up to date? Because one of the things I found utterly overwhelming was, you know, that two years I had out, suddenly everything had changed or it felt like everything had changed and it's changing again all the time. So how do you keep up? Well, that's a really good question. I don't think I'll ever really keep up completely. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just about being savvy about where you look and who you follow um, and and keeping in touch with all the contacts I have, you know, keeping in touch with people and listening to people, listening to people's experiences. And, um, you know, I don't I don't personally blast loads of things onto Instagram um, for two reasons, I guess, because it's not really me. Um, I'm a little I'm a bit of a dark horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tend to promote myself massively because it's just not in my personality, but also because I think if if my work is saying the right thing visually, um, and I and I'm sending out the right signals, then I shouldn't really need to. Um, I mean, it, it's not right for everybody, but I feel it works for me. Um, so, yeah, probably keeping up with trends is just. Definitely social media. I do, I read posts. I don't just look, you know, Instagram is all about looking at things, but it's also about reading what people have to say about why they're posting it. Mm. Um, 
and the message behind it and the and what they're trying to communicate and I love learning I'm a, I'm a big learner I love to learn new things so I think I I've definitely got a hunger for that and yeah my social media is is really helpful for me so how do you stay inspired you mentioned social media in terms of staying current but what what inspires you as a designer well I think because I live by the sea <laughs> I'm very very lucky so yeah I obviously get the opportunity every day to go down and wander across the beach um and I, I probably take it for granted I really shouldn't you know I've got all this lovely nature on my doorstep um that thoroughly inspires me because it gives me it gives me space um it gives me even just the sea air gives me <laughs> lovely space in my mind to just sometimes if I clear my mind of as much as I can the best ideas come about yeah and suddenly you know if you're not if you're not overthinking things sometimes if you if you think about things too hard you're just never going to find the answer and sometimes it just comes out of you to you out of thin air and that quite often happens when I immerse myself in nature do you know that is one of the most interesting things I think has happened on our 15 year journey together yeah <laughs> is that you know when we launched my design and print company it was you know it was all about it's all about how quickly can we do everything wasn't it it was never about the quality of the work we were always trapped in this kind of awful hustle of well this is all people are prepared to pay so how good can we do it in the in the quickest possible time and do you remember there was that ridiculous notion that you could design a leaflet in an hour per side so you had two (laughs) hours to design a leaflet and in that time I would have tried to have created something that sort of worked from a marketing point of view it needed to be well structured it needed to be well laid out you'd hope that it wouldn't look too hideous and actually the only the only people that could do that in that time were you and I and I dread to think how many designers we got through trying to get everyone else to come up to that pace. And then one day I had that epiphany that actually if we doubled, just doubled the time from two, one hour to two hours or two hours to four hours, that we could afford to lose half the clients. And actually we won more, which was bizarre, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I it's think... a benchmark for the value of what's being delivered, though, isn't it? As soon as you did that, yeah, and I think it for the first time we realised that there was value in slowing down because I think yeah. I'd sort of grown up commercially in this environment where you did things as quickly as possible, um, mm-hmm. and you told me stories about the design agency you'd worked in where you spent two days debating <laughs> a shade of green. <laughs> so like somewhere in the middle there's a happy medium isn't there and and I think now you know everything I do is about giving myself space to think and to slow down and not to ram projects together so what you're saying about you know getting outside and clearing your mind that is totally when you do your best work isn't it definitely is definitely is and the one thing I have learned in the four years I have been working on my own is that um, I really only want to focus on one project at a time because they deserve that, you know, and I deserve to do that to myself. I deserve to be able to give myself nothing but 
a single focus on their project. Mm. I find that really helps because trying to do too much at once or trying to do more than one project, certainly for me, is just, it really messes with your mind. It's yeah. exhausting. Um, but I like, how you, work. I like how you've prioritised doing your best work. So what, you, what I'm hearing is all the things you've set up in your business are designed so that you can do your best work, which is yeah. obviously why you've booked up. So, so just going back to the sort of, being booked up and managing your workflow, we've had conversations, haven't we, where you've told me that you realised you needed to build in a bit of a buffer between finishing one project and starting the next. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about this idea of being booked up, because certainly when I launched my business second time around, the holy grail for me was being booked up six months in advance. I thought I'd made it if that could happen. <laughs> And I kind of quickly realised that actually that's a bit of a nightmare because you miss out on projects that you really want to take on because people can't wait six months. And actually, for me, I change what I'm doing and sort of consistently elevating what I'm doing. And so projects that I took on six months ago I probably wouldn't take on today or wouldn't want to be doing. So I think there's a bit of a sweet spot, isn't there, between having the reassurance that you can pay your mortgage and the flexibility to be inspired and be flexible for clients. So how have you found that balance? Difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely been a challenge and that's probably been my biggest challenge in the last year because uh, 2017, I was literally crammed, um, which as you say, on the one side was brilliant and I was just ecstatic that I didn't have to worry about financially have any worries, I suppose. Mm. But um but it also is slightly daunting. Um, you know, I felt flattered because so many people wanted to work with me mm. um and were prepared to wait months. I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah. But then then the other part of my brain was thinking, well, something's not quite right here because um, I, I shouldn't have people lined up like this because, as you say, the, my business is moving so quickly and my design style is forever growing and evolving. Yeah. Uh, and how am I to know that in six months' time I'm completely inspired by something else mm. and, um, and those projects aren't quite right? So, so yeah, I've, I've worked really hard and I'm continuing to work hard on that this year. Um, at the moment, I'm booked up, let's see, for the next couple of months at least, if not nearly three. Mm-hmm. And if I'm honest, that does start to make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I don't want to be any more than that. Yeah, three feels about sort of just about okay, doesn't it, somehow? Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't frighten me, but six months frightens me. Yeah. So, as you say, you don't want to limit your opportunities. Um, you know, I don't want an amazing potential project to come along and then say, well, can't start for four months. No. Continue working with the people I love and doing the work that truly inspires me and I want and enable my business to keep growing in a positive way, mm. then I have got to have some restraint. And that and saying no to people I used to find really, really difficult. Mm. Uh, until I went on your retreat actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we empowered you. Yeah, totally. I found a lot of focus and a lot of confidence, you know. It was having the confidence to say, do you know what? Um, 
I, I love what you do. I think you're great, but we're just not quite the right fit. Yeah. What what kind of what projects really excite you as a designer? <clears throat> Ooh, um, <laughs> well, I would say, um, as I said before, certainly rebrands. I love rebrands because they're just so. Um, it's difficult to put into words. I think it's just because it's such an important shift for their business. Yeah. So important to get it right. You would think that I would think, gosh, that's that just creates more pressure for myself. Because you would think, well, a startup business would kind of be more accepting of whatever you create. And yeah. rebrand is much more important. But I love that and I thrive from that. Yeah. So um so certainly that's a, a big deal for me. Um, any particular industry or style of design? I love working with retail businesses, so people who are selling beautiful things. Yeah. Whether it's homeware or um, sort of or clothing in a, in a niche sector, or even the hospitality sector. I grew up in a hotel, so um, that's probably where all my hospitality vibe comes. Yeah. From. Um, and why I love uh, sort of helping people and pay, making the customer feel welcomed. Yeah. And, all of that, I think it's just ingrained in me because of the way of the environment I grew up in. So, um, so yeah, hospitality sector is really big. I'd love to work a little bit more with people in that sector, um, whether it's hotels or spa resorts, that sort of thing. Yeah, that could be nice. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Spas. I think it'd be important to visit these places. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, thinking about um, this lovely spa, what helps you as a designer you know what do you need from your clients to do your best work possible um I think they they need to have thought through their brief very carefully and I I love working with people who have very clear focus so they've already put homework into um into getting that clarity mm. um they have actually gone beyond just words as well because you know a worded brief is brilliant and if it's saying the right words and it's articulating the style that you want then that's fantastic but actually customers who start to think about the vision start to think about the visual result end result um it just helps that little bit more because they're they're in the right mindset whether that's spending a few moments on Pinterest, pinning a few things that they feel drawn to, or whether it's, you know, collecting a couple of things that come through the post, or, or just randomly taking some photos on a trip out somewhere. Anything that really just, where they've gone through the transition of words to visual, mm. uh, really helps my process. It helps me understand what styles they're drawn to. Yeah, it's interesting too because you know, for me, I don't want any of my clients doing anything on Pinterest because I <laughs> I want to do the translating and I want to tell them how their business should look. But I think that's the difference between someone that does kind of the strategy and the vision behind the scenes and a designer, isn't it? And and sometimes I've had people say to me, "Oh, my, you know, my designer hasn't come up." with the vision or why hasn't my designer found my niche but actually that's not the job of a designer is it that's either the job of an entrepreneur it's your business and you need to be the one to work yeah. out where you're taking it or it's the job of you know working with a brand strategist or somebody who can help you 
with the direction that your business is going in. Yeah, exactly. And um, whilst I do create uh, mood boards as I design, I never present it. It's never never a process where I, a presenting process that I do with a customer. It's actually just a, a driving, a visual driving force for me when I come to work on a brand identity. Um, actually creating that it, the design board is different to what I think to what is a creative vision that you would work on with a brand strategist yeah. or a brand consultant. Um, so, so yeah, if they've, if they've gone through that process already, then they are in an ideal position to get the very best value from the design process. Mm. Otherwise, if they're coming to me, even, you know, it's sort of 70, 80%, then then yeah, we can start, and I'll make a start. But um, and we can we can work on it together. And I'm quite sure they'd be delighted with it. But I I just think you're going to get more from a process if you work with work on your brand strategy first before you invest in design. So how do you know that you've nailed your brand strategy, or or how, or another way of thinking about it is how can you spot that a client hasn't thought it through enough? Um, yeah, that's a very good question. I think when there's a there isn't a correlation, sometimes there's there's just little fractures between the written brief and what they're showing me visually. Yes, I'll always know if someone's confused if they start asking me questions. Yeah, <laughs> um, and if there is a disconnect between what they're telling me in words and what they're telling me in visual mm. and it's a surefire sign um and I guess uncertainty as well definitely uncertainty and and really sort of understanding what their niche is you know what separates them from others because yeah. if they can't define that then um then how am I going to make their brand different if I don't understand if I don't, <laughs> if I don't understand the the differentiation between them and what other people are offering, I think that's key, isn't it? I think if people, yeah, this is exactly why I wrote Brand Brilliance because how to style your brand kind of asks you the the right questions to get you focused around how your brand should look and feel, and it does ask you quite a lot of questions about your business. But I've realised there is a whole other raft of thinking that also, I guess I'd taken for granted that entrepreneurs were doing. Yeah. And the questions that came to me, having published How to Style Your Brand, made me realise that actually we need to open this out beyond just brand styling and think a bit more about where, where really you sit in the market and messaging I think that's something that people find really really difficult to work out you know where I sit in the market and what makes me different like you say you know all those strategy things that will really set you apart and I like that you challenge people on that I mean luckily luckily when we work together you don't because I've done all the work for them (laughs) but I think it would be really easy for you to just sit back and take an 80% brief and just get on with the work. But you seem driven to create something more robust and better. Yeah, absolutely. There's, 
there's a lot of structure in the way I work and I just you know I just I won't go ahead unless it's 100% there or unless I have 100% clarity in my mind like, you know I can I, if I can start to design it in my mind then I know that we're there yeah but if I'm struggling to see it then then I just won't touch it with a barge pole until it's ready yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, but you know, you asked me this a year ago and I probably wouldn't have had that clarity, but this is the point, you know, it evolves, it's evolved over just making mistakes and learning. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah, I worked hard at honing those processes. So to all the brilliant designers that are listening who are maybe frustrated that they aren't working all the time with clients that love them and respect them. I mean, I was on my run this morning thinking about what we talk about this afternoon and um, (laughs) a couple of things really sprung to mind, which made me realise how far we've come, you know, since those early, early, early days before we even launched the design agency when it was just um, sort of a print company that did a bit of design on the side. And somebody phoned me and said, I've heard you're really good and really cheap, <laughs> which is like every designer's nightmare, isn't it? Um, and there was another guy that I remember just, I, I just couldn't accept. I mean, I'm sure you've got other perspectives on other things, but, you know, I just didn't have the confidence to accept that he wasn't a good fit because I had whacking great overheads to pay. and. He was a guy that came in twice for a two-hour meeting, once on his own, once with his business partner, and was saying to me things like, I don't want to be taught how to knit yoghurt. And, you know, just not listening to anything we had to say. Didn't really like our work. I think just sort of was coming to us because we were local and convenient. Yeah, yeah, for the wrong reasons, you know, that completely stamped on our real abilities at the time you yeah know, real design abilities and um, yeah see the value yeah and it was I just remember it feeling so frustrating you know every time we lost a project that we knew we could do because someone else had you know someone else had basically a stronger clearer portfolio or a, a yeah. more compelling style yeah exactly. and we knew we were capable of doing it but they wanted something a bit smarter a bit Older mm. a bit, but no, it's such a really good point. You know, it's about owning your style, isn't it? As a designer, I think back then we were trying, we were trying to be everything to everybody. Yes, um, and we were getting everything. Yeah, you can argue that it was working, but but it wasn't what we wanted. You know, we were gradually over time we were defining our own style, our own design style, and and the more you can push that, and the more you can own it, then the more you're going to end up working with the people you really want to be working with. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's... I can remember of that journey. So we had the design agency for what? Th- uh, sorry, the print company for maybe three years. And then yeah. we had the chance I could buy myself out of the franchise. And so we launched a standalone design agency. And I can remember the first day of launching this website somebody phoning me saying I've looked at your website and it's just what it's everything I wanted and me being shocked because I'd never heard that before it <laughs> you know it always we always had to fight 
for work. Mm. But it just seemed to get easier, didn't it? As we defined our style and trimmed our portfolio, it just seemed to get easier to the point where, you know, the year, 18 months before I sold the business, every client to me, you might tell me different, but every client to me just seemed like an absolute dream to work with. And the project seemed like a dream. Yeah, there was a fluency that we didn't have before, definitely. Yeah. Um, And a confidence, I think, a confidence to do our best work, to push ourselves, to have fun as well. I mean, I remember our account exec, Ian, you know, illustrating, and we would make time for him to do that because we could see the creative value in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it it really worked, and it was a a pivotal moment, really, for um, the way we were working, definitely. Yeah. So bearing all of that in mind, and thinking about that journey that we've both done, which has probably given us the confidence to niche in what we do. If somebody's listening who is, you know, back in that hustling thing of of just doing everything that comes their way and being grateful for it, and obviously doing a great job, but maybe feeling frustrated that they're not always given the projects that they'd like or the freedom they'd like or the respect they'd like, what what tips would you give them i would say maybe maybe grab two or three examples of projects that you really enjoyed you know Mm. the ones that you really found inspiring um you know even then and i can relate to it as a designer you know some of the things i've designed a year ago i look at now and i think god i would have taken it just that extra mile you know yeah so I would say grab three pieces that you're really proud of and then just look at them, print them off and look at them and analyse them. And and in that, your style is there. And yeah. it may need to grow, it may need to evolve into, into something even better. But acknowledge what those are, you know, whether it's a tendency to choose lighter fonts or a tendency to use black and white photos or anything that defines your style Mm. because that is you you know there's a bit of you in there and if you can grab that and run with it then you're going to ultimately own your style and you're going to end up doing everything you love and you'll be attracting people who fall in love with what you're doing and it's a win-win you're going to win yeah perfectly put thank you (laughs) (laughs) so what is next for you and making waves this year Oh, big question. Well, for those of you who don't know, I've um, been working on my website at the moment, which has been a challenge to me. <laughs> um, I have enjoyed it and I'm still enjoying it, but I, um, I've got someone working on my copy at the moment, which I'm thrilled about. I'm thrilled to be working with them and they've done an awesome job and I'm, um, I'm going to hope, hopefully pull it all together. So the website to me is really big. I can't quite believe I've managed to get by with the website (laughs) um because it's it just doesn't even scratch it doesn't remotely do what you do justice does it no no and I but then you're fully booked which is you know it's testament to your work and your creative flair I think yeah and I think um I'm a really personable person as I said you know I suppose my background and growing up in a hotel makes I have this welcoming vibe about me and I love talking to people. I love understanding what the next project's going to be about, whether it's right or wrong, just having that conversation and getting people excited about what could happen for their business. Mm. I love that, that 
that talk. Um, and at the moment, you know, I've had loads of doors been open for me to be able to have those conversations. But I think the new website will drive even more of my ideal type of clients. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll hopefully bring new things for 2018. I really hope so. Yeah, so, it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. So if people want to see your current or soon to be revamped website, where can they find you? They can find me at makingwayscreative.com um, or they can check me out on Instagram. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kaz. I think that has been super useful. So thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thanks. So and much I will for put links to your um, blog and your website and your Instagram below. Thank you very much. Thank you.